Hey, Cannonball. I like your statement. When life takes a cheap shot at you, you stay on your ground. Billy Corgan, Smashing Pumpkins. Homie Simpson, smiling politely. You know, my kids think you're the greatest. And thanks to your gloomy music, they finally stopped dreaming of a future I can't possibly provide. Well, we try to make a difference. Hey, Homer. Looks like our next stop is your hometown, Springfield. Is it true that we have to bring our own water? We got a little rule back home. If it's brown, drink it down. If it's black, send it back. The hometown show's the big one, Homer. Yeah, people who called you a weirdo in high school get to see what a successful freak you've become. Hey, I wasn't a weirdo. I was in the audiovisual club. Really? Me too. But I got kicked out because of my views on Vietnam. Also, I was stealing projectors. And welcome to the Simpsons Recap Show. <laughs> we every week now we're just gonna play our favorite clips from the Simpsons. It's talking Simps. <laughs> Simps for simpletons. Uh, no, this is uh, Stand by Your Band. You know what you're listening to. I'm Tom Takar, the Queen of Mean. I'm joined by Tommy McNamara, the King of Mean. Um, how are you, buddy? I'm good. <laughs> I'm trying to talk like Billy Corgan the whole time. Oh, nice. Okay. I thought something was wrong. Uh, uh, I'm so excited. This is an episode, uh, one of my favorite bands ever. I'm so excited. Uh, so let's introduce our guest right now. The, the King of Zings. The King of JP Zings. McDade. And he came here because he mostly wants to talk about Billy Corgan's book of poetry, Blinking with Fists. That's what we'll be talking about for the next hour. JP is McDade. that really what it's called? Thank Blinking you. with Fists. Oh, my God. I've, I'm going to leave this right now. <laughs> Podcast is over, but it's cool that we've got so much royalty in the same room right now. The kings of the king and queen of Mean and the king of Zings. That's true. Finally, two kings finally brought together. Battle unified the crowns. But uh, yeah, I, some great line reads from the Smashing Pumpkins in that opening scene right there. They can tell that's true. They missed their calling. They're clearly like better voice actors than musicians, especially yeah. Darcy. Darcy oh, really killed. Darcy that. nailed it. She's is it, good. Is it true <laughs> we have to bring our own water? It's such a funny line. I didn't remember. That's why yeah, she got yeah. kicked out of the band because Billy got jealous of <laughs> that laugh she got. Like, no, we need another chick bassist. True, true, true. So we should say right up top because we. I'm sure you're listening. If you listen to this normal. Normally, you're like, well, I don't understand how you can say that Smashing Pumpkins needs to be defended. I tell, I tell you. And this is from our elderly listener. Yeah. <laughs> ah, back in my Hubert, day, Smashing Pumpkins down. were respected. Stop sending us telegrams, Hubert. <laughs> we're going to do the bands we like. <laughs> we liked Nirvana in my day, and we liked the Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, the old grunge man. <laughs> it, it all peaked with Puddle of Mud. <laughs> Anybody who banged Courtney Love. We <laughs> <laughs> you could buy a Soundgarden now for a nickel. <laughs> this was before he hung himself, of course. Oh, no. <laughs> Old for edit. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, Billy Corgan turned into a freak, so now it's on the table, so baby. Wanna, We're just going to have fun. Uh, and it's also Halloween-themed. I'll take the heat for anyone who's yes. mad, because I picked this band. Yeah, he's kind of creepy. Like, pumpkins, pumpkins is in there. By the pumpkins. way. How about the world is a vampire, okay? Forget your costume. Wow. The whole freaking world is a JP, vampire. JP... Uh, you said you were going to do your character smashing ass pumpkins. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's derivative of uh, David Roberts. What, what, what's the other one? What's that? There was an there was an SNL sketch that's almost the exact same yes, thing. Yes, that uh, Chance did right. Didn't Chance no, just do La- one? That was Larry David. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> so I'm Kevin funny. Roberts, the coolest bitch in town. This is the SNL recap podcast. <laughs> well, last week, uh, I just realized something. Last week, we were talking about the Monster Mash and doing like a Pete Holmes crashing style show called Mashing. We could do another <laughs> one about Billy Corgan called Smashing. Incredible. Oh, I thought you were going to say pumpkining. <laughs> really? No. Spite on my rage, you can stay on my couch for a week. <laughs> Fucking. And I don't even need to audition for the comedy seller. <laughs> They'll throw me up if the guy misses his <laughs> Cool kids always blow the light. <laughs> There's an episode where he stays at Courtney Love's house right after her husband kills himself. <laughs> because that is what happened. <laughs> yeah, baby. So let's talk about the freak Billy Corgan stuff up top, and then we'll just the back half will be Yeah, more. let's not bury the lead. Let's get into, wild, yeah. get into the wild Corgan shit. Because uh, we can talk about how much 
much we, I think we all, I don't know, I love the band, so. Oh, yeah, especially, I feel like the first three albums are just unbelievable. I'm into some of it a lot, and then I'm not into some of it at all. Okay. Like, I was trying to I listen was, to a lot of the later stuff today, and I could not get into it. I was really into Melancholy, and yeah. that, that was kind of it for me. Like, uh, I didn't get in, like, 1979 is, I will get into that shit yeah, later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, Billy Corgan, let's okay, talk about Okay, so we're going to start. With. First of all, bald. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, gross. <laughs> I remember like not getting that and like thinking it was totally a choice because uh, yeah. I would watch like I would watch like the Today video when he has all that hair and I'm like, we well, had all that hair. Why did he? Yeah. <laughs> why did he go? Man, bald? this guy was metal as hell. <laughs> like I thought that with Michael Jordan too. I was like, oh, it's so weird they chose that, and I'm sure that they were both just oh, various yeah. degrees of that balding. That is funny yeah. that I bet he's from that, Chicago, right? Yeah. I, I bet that's the one thing. Like Michael Jordan couldn't even beat that. <laughs> like, he's probably seething. You oh know? yeah, this is his whole Hall of Fame speech is just about male pattern baldness. And I invited my old barber to my Hall of Fame. He, he saved a seat for a toupee that's just sitting there, so it can. It he can must walk. have hated Pippin's hair. Oh, I'm sure he really resented that. Well, that's and why he dog. punched uh, Steve Kerr or whatever. I don't know. Slapped him. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So I really quickly I I was reading um about Corgan's early life and in his Wikipedia there's something that I found odd where it says Corgan who grew up uh, much faster than his fellow students already weird <laughs> um, he was like Usain Bolt <laughs> <laughs> uh, but of maturity uh, it says what it, uh, was a strong athlete in elementary school. In addition to being a member of his uh, Markart, is that how you say that? You're from the same area as him, right? Wait, or, Markart? 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 I don't know. So I don't know. M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-T. <laughs> In addition to being a member of his uh, middle school baseball team, he collected baseball cards and uh, listened to every Chicago Cubs game. However, by the time he attended uh, Glenbard North High School in Carroll Stream, uh, Illinois, he had become an only average athlete. <laughs> That is not. That no feels wording. like he put this all in <laughs> yeah, here. That's a long way what to go. What a weird. Yeah, he was. Say he got pubed up early. Like, <laughs> like a kid who's good in elementary school, especially like a, a guy who looks like Billy Corgan. <laughs> like, yeah. you're like, fuck off. Like, nobody cares. <laughs> he is very tall, and that's something I didn't realize till later. He in is? Life. Yeah, he's a tall guy. How yeah. tall are we talking? 5'10? <laughs> What's tall? What <laughs> That's, that's crazy. If you're good at sports in elementary school. You're not a good athlete. You're just no. the big kid. It's just you're the first one who got the de- like dexterity to hit a, a fastball. Yeah. Like you're six was, three. Damn, I did tall. not know yeah. that. That's crazy. That's proper big. I'll allow it. What are you? Six seven. Damn. You said that's so British. <laughs> <laughs> He's proper, proper big, isn't he? He's absolute unit. <laughs> Well, you know, oh, Smashing Pumpkins. I remember being really disappointed that when I found British. out that that, uh, that, uh, that that is like a euphemism. It's like what British people call nice boobs. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Pearl but, Jam. Well, Pearl Jam is like, yeah, 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 yeah. Smash. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, what is Pearl Smashing Jam? Pumpkins, it's isn't it? a euphemism for semen. Ugh. They get like Pearl Jam. That's disgusting. Yeah. Pearl the 90s, Jam. Uh, the 90s were depraved, man. Pearl yeah. Jam. It was like for Late shame. 80s, sorry. And I also, I don't know if this one's true, but there was a, at least a rumor. Uh, I was well into the 90s grunge scene. I was in <laughs> that, uh, that Stone Temple Pilots, that STP, was also meant to be an acronym for Shirley Temple's Pussy. <laughs> that is not where I thought STP was going I, as an acronym. Yeah, I, <laughs> oh, but of course, it was Shirley Temple's Pussy, yeah. Um, the so, old STP. <laughs> and Backstreet Boys is about abortion. <laughs> Bye, bye, bye. I'm done with that. It's an NSYNC song. NSYNC, but it doesn't matter. Quick, yeah. Tearing up my heart. I mean, that's kind of... Yeah, that's that's oh, there you go. Tearing up more time. my baby. <laughs> uh, that was fucked up. But so, I'm so dumb. I, th- I didn't even realize until recently that it's The Smashing Pumpkins. For a long time, I thought it was just Smashing Pumpkins. Well, I think that's I feel like fine. it's a better name. Yeah. Uh, I, I always get that stuff confused. And it's also like they usually don't include the the when it's like in its alphabetical stuff like yeah. on your apple like or yeah. your itunes or whatever and justin timberlake came up to him and he said drop the the it's cleaner <laughs> <laughs> timberlake had his hands and everything back then <laughs> including Gross jessica beale uh, lou perlman actually created uh the smashing punk he picked the ugliest people he could find <laughs> 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 he goes, I want to do something a little different with these boys and girls. And he rode over a fucked up Illinois State Fair in his blimp, and he's like, who are they? And he signed them right away. Hey, who's that's that so over there funny. playing Marquard? <laughs> that guy looks... 
I saw this dude, <laughs> this dude playing second base for Marquardt. <laughs> <laughs> he must have been eleven years old, and he had it, baby. <laughs> okay, I wanted. I just before while I still have the ox card, uh, we have to talk about. Billy Jones or Billy Corgan going on Alex Jones. Uh, yeah. Were you aware of this? I've heard about it. I will not bring myself to click on the video. See, but yeah, like... I saw it because I watch everything Alex Jones. <laughs> 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 but I didn't know that was Billy Corgan. I just thought when that I, was a smart guy. When I recommended Smashing Pumpkins, you're like, oh, from Alex Jones? <laughs> from no, I, you watched it. I actually haven't seen it. I yet. watched 26 minutes of it. Uh, on full volume at my computer at work. <laughs> While both Which my is quite an exit strategy. <laughs> yeah, I just quit my job. And also, my boss came in from lunch because there was no one else in the office. My boss came in from lunch and it's just Alex Jones. Oh, yeah. And the media. <laughs> and I was just like trying to get down, hoping he didn't notice. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, most of it is very boring in a way that I wasn't. Interesting. I would never think that a second of that stuff would be boring. Well, they're, they're very much on the same wavelength, is, now, which I think is bad. Question. Is this from the 2012 one or this the more recent He went on 2016. I only yes, watched I couldn't find the the footage of that one, but it looked even crazier, to be honest. Um, well, the problem is yeah. that these liberal people at YouTube have taken off <laughs> the actual footage. So this is like a rip of it. It's fucked up. Um, so I found a couple parts I wanted to play in the 26 minutes, and it just made me feel insane the whole time. But then they keep talking about how they were at dinner the night before, and it's like, oh, they like hung where out, they too. Eat? That's oh, a great God. question. Where do those two guys eat? <laughs> <laughs> Bubba Gums. There was that video of Alex Jones getting like yelled at and booed at a restaurant in Austin a few months yeah, ago. Yeah, I remember oh, that. Wow. And then he so. was like, I can't even go in public. It's like, well, it's I can't even be an like... asshole all the time without consequences. <laughs> Bullshit. What about freedom of speech? <laughs> Try to eat some gay frogs at a French restaurant. Turn me gay. Uh, I said, give me the gay frog legs. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to play two quick clips. Uh, I'm sure there's better stuff in the back half, but I just couldn't bear to watch anymore. You were very brave to make it that far. Yeah. Okay. Because I want it. Yeah, it, it, there's an erosion of uh, respect for the family, an erosion for the, of the formality of life, which I never saw as a bad thing. And I mean, like people will say, oh, what do you watch on TV? I said, I don't watch anything except a few sports because I can't stand to watch the American male be uh, uh, whatever they've turned the American male to. Castrated. Damn. That's a good word for it. I can't, I can't stand it. I mean, I just can't watch that anymore. Well, they put that image out. I mean, that's in the documents on purpose. And, and I don't cover that enough, but I think that's one of the hearts of their system is to turn women, you know, they claimed it was feminism, but now it's total objects. Don't you think it's weird just to bring up a current event? Um, all of a sudden, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm certainly no fan of Rush Limbaugh. But again, I live in a society that's supposed to respect free speech. Okay, so that's his free speech, right? All of a sudden, there's articles, uh, Gloria Steinem, fire Limbaugh. You know, now I heard you once talk about her and and I did the research and there's all that stuff about her and the CIA and dating Kissinger. And you're like, not trying to empower women, but get them as taxpayers and take their kids. It's cold blooded. I I don't have that. I mean, I don't I, I don't do the research like you do. So I don't know that. But but I'm saying is it's funny to me how these people pop up in the narrative all of a sudden when there's an agenda. So I agree. <laughs> of course. Very much spoken like a man who names his band after tits, updates his Wikipedia page to include his elementary school baseball stats. And like, I, says, I don't do the research like you do. Like, yes, if like, there's a bunch of research Alex that he's done. Like he's like got glasses on. <laughs> at the library. Punched over a microfiche at 3 o'clock in the morning. That would be so funny if every day Alex Jones just went to the library and like studied all day. <laughs> I got a show to do, people. <laughs> okay, I have one more clip I want to play. Uh, what do you mean, shush? He's <laughs> <laughs> quietly growling to himself as he reads Wikipedia pages. Okay, I hope this will be a good point. For expressing any particular opinion, you know, outside of my world, um, is if I question in any way the global warming, climate change narrative, that is the most virulent attacks that I've seen from people if I question that. It is like, I, I mean, you'd think I was skinning babies alive. 
you know, how dare you attack the earth? <laughs> and all I'm saying is these are very serious issues. You would think I was of open debate. <laughs> you know, you, if you do research, uh, I do my own research. You're not my only informational source. I'll go on and I'll see uh, climate figures. And this one scientist says this and this other. So you think, well, okay, it's not a settled issue, right? But in this guy's mind, it's a settled issue. And I'm against the planet Earth because I dared question carbon taxes or something you know i should point out he is wearing the silliest floppy hat yeah, it's like a goth bucket hat <laughs> and before we get off alex jones i'm gonna do a little game of billy cork and alex jones roulette i'm gonna go to a random moment in the back after oh see i if like it some gold and here we go it's like russian roulette but you lose both ways <laughs> just thank you and on the other hand you have a growing corporate representation of music which most people find alienating if you're a real real music fan, um, I can't listen to any of it. I mean, I mean, all the new stuff is just it's 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 bizarre. I know it's bizarre the way technology has affected what pop music has become. I'm not saying it's all bad, but it's hard when I came from a uh, a world which val- see they're boring. Yeah, That's they the are. Problem. <laughs> He's like, I can't listen to it. Guitars turned gay once Prince danced with it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that he just. Uh, oh wait, let me find one more thing before I give up the axe. I wish that. <laughs> He started listing things he doesn't like. <laughs> I don't like music. I don't like outside. I can't like watch TV. <laughs> oh, Billy Corgan saying, people ask me what TV I watch. I don't watch any of it. Mm. <laughs> this is, ugh. That is truly like the stereotype of the douchiest thing to say. Like, yeah. I don't First of all, no one asks you. I like that he didn't say I don't have a TV. I have it. I just look at the black screen. <laughs> Truly a black mirror. I watch a test pattern. What, I, I, I'm going to get in trouble for wearing blackface for staring at my black screens. <laughs> you can't. That's what, uh, in the second one that he's in, he goes on a big rant about how, like, if you say the N-word, he's looking, it says, I read a description of the interview, which is even more insane to do, but it said um, he was looking at a picture of Paula Dean and Michael Richards. <laughs> Why <laughs> was it on a screen? It doesn't. Where did explain. they meet? Is that is that a Mount Rushmore? Somebody's building. <laughs> They're the first two faces on it. <laughs> and Tom Takar's the third. <laughs> <laughs> so this is something I just wanted to play while I still had the ice cord. This is a famous uh, Billy Corgan singing the seventh inning stretch of the Cubs game. Uh, yeah. It's true. That Friends sounds like, used to always do that. Let's uh, get some runs! <laughs> that sounds like he's making fun of the Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> this one. I'll sing your little song. <laughs> he does feel kind of like if the Joker became a musician. <laughs> All I have are negative songs. <laughs> Alex Jones, you just brought me here to make fun of me. <laughs> no spoilers, but yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, before we get too deep into this little, uh, one, I also found another thing about, uh, Corgan and this might be just a music industry thing that I thought was funny, but it's, uh, it's about how, uh, he, he opted out of going to college and instead, uh, decided to pursue music out of high school cause he was in a bunch of bands or whatever, not liking, uh, not finding the Chicago music scene to his liking. He moved from Chicago. Do you guys know where? To Milwaukee? To St. Petersburg, Florida. Yes. In 1985 with his first major band, The Mark. Well, that's where CBGB's was, right? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know music history. That's the Hollywood, Florida of Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Please give me the heebie-jeebies. The Mark, so named for the conspicuous birthmarks of both Corgan and drummer Ron Rosing. 
They got they named their band after their birthmarks. That sucks. Yeah. Uh, not finding success in St. Petersburg, the band dissolved and Corgan moved back to Chicago to live with his father. A true shocker. <laughs> not finding success in St. Petersburg. The record so biz St. wasn't Pete's. hovering around St. Petersburg, Florida. <laughs> One time, I had a friend in college who convinced us like we should go. It's the only spring break trip I've ever gone on. This guy was like, we got to go. My my grandpa has this sick ass place in St. Pete's that uh we'll have a great like Florida spring break. We go there, it is all old people. <laughs> it's oh, like, really? The oldest people of all time. The beach is cold. There's no spring breakers there. It's That's all awesome. it was so brutal. I love the expectation that it's like, Oh yeah, she's an old lady, but she hangs out with like yeah. young, cool people. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be hot chicks yeah, as far as we did not look into it at all. <laughs> we were just like, Of course that'll be sick. Florida, that's a great <laughs> yeah. place. It's a party state. Um, She's like, do you guys listen to Allison James? Do <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you kids want some sex and candy? <laughs> <laughs> that's a trick or treat. <laughs> oh man, wait. There was one other thing because he he was on a bunch of interviews and stuff. He did. He went on Stern once and he was talking about how he had a paranormal experience. Of course. And I'm going to read this to you. He is a ghost, but yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, he looked in a damn mirror. above all odds. <laughs> he succeeded as a ghost. <laughs> okay. Uh, so this is his quote directly uh, on, on his paranormal experience. Let's just say I was with somebody once and I saw a transformation that I can't explain. I was not on drugs. I was totally sober. Imagine you're doing something and suddenly you turn around and there's somebody else standing there. It's hard to explain without going into detail. I'd rather not go into details. That's the quote. And then the next sentence was, he added that the person acknowledged they were a shapeshifter. Incredible. It was like, it was, uh, it was one of those reversible basketball pennies. And he was baffled by the concept. Some guy just changed real quick. <laughs> acknowledged. Oh He's a changeling. <laughs> the word acknowledged isn't. Beautiful. Are you a changing? Uh, sure. <laughs> That's like how if you ask a cop if they're a cop, they have to say yes. <laughs> I think he just went to Howard Stern and he saw Beetlejuice and he's like, "Oh my god, I've seen something truly supernatural." <laughs> uh, all right, before we get too deep in, let's go to a regular segment on the show. They went to Jared, which is where we go to our friend and foe of the podcast, Jared Thompson, the owner of the beautiful Comedy Attic in gorgeous Bloomington, Indiana. The St. Uh, Petersburg <laughs> of Indiana. Uh, where we will be doing a live podcast yeah. uh, the day after um, Thanksgiving. November that is 29th. Black Friday, baby. Uh, yeah, November 29th. Um, come out. We're also doing a stand-up show the next night. It's going to be a great time. Live podcast. Jared is going to be our special guest yeah. co-host, judge or whatever. It's going to be very fun. We're going to have our friends from uh, Chicago come through and uh, some great Billy Corgan. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I would love that. Honestly. Oh, let's ask him. Okay. I bet Mellencamp will do it. He's always looking for something to fucking do. Mellencamp and the Infinite Sadness. You got them both. <laughs> oh my god! Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, let's uh, let's hear Jared's thoughts on the Smashing Pumpkins. What's up, y'all? This week's they went to Jared. The boys are going to have a guest on defending Smashing Pumpkins. This is actually really interesting to me because they are not a universally hated band, but people who don't like them really do hate them. So to me, this is a sweet spot for this podcast. Um, for me personally... I'm like a lot of people where I'm slightly indifferent to the Smashing Pumpkins, and then when they're very good, they're great. And oddly, uh, someone referenced Pavement on the Facebook uh, comments, and I feel a very similar way to Pavement in that I'm one of the few people you will ever meet who loves... um, Adore as my favorite Smashing Pumpkins album. And part of why I would even say that is because, of course, there are better songs on other albums and their, their best moments are certainly not on, uh, not on uh, Adore. And I feel the same way about Pavement. I thought that Pavement's, Pavement's last record was their best album and Spit on a Stranger is maybe my favorite song of theirs. But, most people would, of course, pick a different album. But for me, Adore is their best full piece of art. And uh, there are so many problems 
on every other Smashing Pumpkins album that doesn't seem to be there on a, a door. Um, obviously, um, a double album is tough, uh, especially when half of the songs are not very good. It's just too long. <laughs> Siamese Dream is good, but not great. It has its fantastic moments. 1979 is one of the best songs ever. Tonight, Tonight is great. So when they're very good, they're fantastic. And I know there's a lot of problems with Billy Corgan or whatever. But So I'm going to be really interested to hear this. Uh, it's a great idea. All right, thank you, guys. All right, what do you think, JP? Would not have expected a door to be anyone's favorite uh, Smashing yeah. Pumpkins album. Did you, put, you didn't put any songs from that album on I think here, I have right? one on there. Is Ava a door on there? We should listen to that <laughs> if it's not, because I love that song. It is, yeah. Let's That's the first track on that album. But I, was, I, I think it just depends on how I you listen to it. I bet it's not your playlist. No, I don't have my playlist. It's not. Because he says, you're my whore, and I'm like, I'm out. We're going to a Christian man. All right. You said, what's the one? That's the second track on this album. Avador. Let's hear some of it. I remember this video scaring me when I was young because he looks like a vampire. Honestly, this is part of what I didn't love about Smashing Pumpkins is they did scare me a little bit. And I don't love his voice all the time, but I love it sometimes. Yeah. I only like it when he's singing, take me out to the book. Somebody was shazamming him. <laughs> so listen to those drums and those like synths or whatever that is. Oh yeah, that's fun. I like that. I, I've never I listened to this album all the way through. Uh, um, I like it too. I, you know what? I just want to bring up before we move past it that Pavement and Smashing Pumpkins had a feud. Of course. See, Smashing Pumpkins has a feud with so many bands because Billy Corgan talks so much shit. Yes. What is the Pavement feud? So Pavement, they Pavement actually started it oh. because in their song "Range Life," which is a great song. Uh, they have a lyric in like the third well, verse. Well, I hope Neil Young will remember. <laughs> yeah. Hope Billy Corgan will remember. The man with hair don't need him around <laughs> anyhow. <laughs> uh, but the lyric is uh, out on tour with the Smashing Pumpkins, Nature Kids, and they don't have no function. I don't understand what they mean, and I could really give a fuck. Wow. So that's, that was a, that's beef. They took a shot, and then Billy Corgan, I remember reading his response once. There was something like, nobody ever falls in love to pavement. It was kind of a, <laughs> it was kind of a cool line. Yeah, What's the line? He said, nobody ever falls in love to pavement. Like, their music doesn't really mean anything to people, kind of thing. And I love pavement. Uh, but I was thinking with Jared, it's so funny, because when Jared did the podcast a couple years ago at this point, I remember he asked me on the spot, like, what my favorite album of all time was. And I said, Siamese Dream by Special Pumpkins, and he just kind of, like, snarled at me. Uh, <laughs> and I was great. so embarrassed. But uh, I was trying to figure out, so yeah. this album came out in the beginning of the summer of 98, and I'm trying to figure out, like, why... The albums leading up to it are great, and then everything after it is pretty much garbage. Mm -hmm. And I've determined that uh, Billy Corgan saw the movie Blade, which came out in 1998, <laughs> and he was like, I'm not vampire enough. That's and it so rattled true. his whole confidence, and he was, like, he, he was never the same after that. Because in that video, he's kind of wearing a bladey coat. Oh, like. he was very, like, <laughs> the reason I point out those drums, and it's like super industrial, like Trent yeah. Reznor-y mm -hmm. kind of things. That's and so it's funny. Like, uh, he was... Yeah, I'm the vampire guy. And it's like, no, you're not. Wesley Snipes is, motherfucker. You're out. You're out of the vampire game. The summer of 98, that was when I got my first real six string. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. It was the summer of 98. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah I <laughs> Me and some guys from comedy started a podcast and we tried real hard. <laughs> got listed by AV Club. <laughs> Jody got married. <laughs> Who's Jody? Jody Foster. She used to be the third host on this. A lot of people don't know the lore. <laughs> we love her directing work on Money Monster. <laughs> Did you see Money Monster? Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was great? What if it, it could, was it actually very well could great? Have been great? By the way, people, check out uh, Parasite. It lives up to the hype. It's the oh, best. yeah, I just saw it. It was great. It's so, so good. good. Yeah. My favorite movie of the year. Uh, let's listen to Perfect, which is also on that album, yeah. and a song that you put on your playlist. Put on the play and it's not like one of the seminal tracks that I listen to a lot of Smashing Pumpkins, mm -hmm. but it's one I've like rediscovered lately. That's just really good. Sure. 
And the Seminoles are a college football team that Tommy supports all of the, the things that they've done. He does uh, the chant in between segments on this podcast. <laughs> Full sound, yeah, I yeah. like that a lot. Yeah. I like great. lighter pumpkins like that sometimes, where they you know, they have like their lighter songs like that one you could hear in like a teen sex comedy or something. Sure. Like yeah, yeah. There's like they're not all vampire anthems. Tommy only likes preteen sex comedies. <laughs> <laughs> you have to find search real hard to find those. I kept saying, "Good boys, where's good girls?" <laughs> um, one for good girls, please. <laughs> That hasn't been made. So. Uh, one, one more for little women, please. <laughs> yeah, the guy disappointed it with God when damn will, it. When will the prequel for little women be coming? <laughs> Littler women? Um. <laughs> Wait, why is it rated PG? That doesn't make... Porn girls? <laughs> <laughs> um... Interesting uh, little tidbit about this song. The video for this song was directed by husband and wife team Jonathan Dayton and Valerie Ferris, who had previously worked with the band on four other music videos, including 96's, this is a confusing thing, 96's 1979. Yep. <laughs> um, Dayton and Ferris would later to go on uh, go on to direct the Oscar-nominated and critically praised 2006 black comedy film. Black comedy. Mm, Borat. <laughs> <laughs> Give one more hint. Uh, 2006 is like the only comedy I can think Let of. me think. Uh, Greg Kinnear is in it. Kinnear. Oh, uh, Something's Gotta Give? Or no. It, as Good As It Gets? Nope. No. It's, uh, this is... Uh, 2006. Yeah, 2006 is... Uh, I have no idea. Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, uh, wow. One of my favorite films. I love that movie. Another um, movie I was disappointed in. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, that worked out so well. <laughs> um, all right. I was obsessed with Smashing Pumpkins music videos as a yes, young boy. Um, really so me and two of my friends, Tim and Brian, we would literally just watch the music video DVD like as if it were like a movie we loved. We would watch every video. We did uh-huh. this like... It seemed like back-to-back days multiple times where we were just watching these, which is so weird to think about now. That was um, a real like early 2000s teen move totally. to like, just wear out a DVD. Of, in but a, a DVD of music videos, too. Yeah, it's true. just like, I can't imagine yeah. watching... I don't think I ever did that with any. Did you have any that you did that with? I remember watching the music video, uh, <laughs> that uh, the videos that followed Spider-Man on DVD. Oh, yes, with, for like, sure. With Creed. I was about to uh, say, yeah, uh, Chad Kroger did um, Hero. Which yeah. is like, guy from... Um, that hero it was him and someone else. Uh, who else was in it? Yeah, you're right. I can't remember. I never remember. The guy from Papa Roach, maybe? Yeah, so good. Seether. Yeah. I think it was the guy from Seether. I think you're right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess that there were some... There were some that I would go to. There was a music video from P.O.D. that yes. was part of the Little Nicky uh, aftermath. You remember back then. <laughs> <laughs> the aftermath of Little Nicky. Well, I'm pretty sure it was P.O.D., but there was a P.O.D. video that was really cool. Uh, Youth of a Nation. Yes, yeah. Youth of a Nation was really cool. Um, that one was pretty sick. Uh, yeah, that was. I was. I've talked about it on the show many times, but I used to just watch um, VH1 and MTV music videos later. Oh, yeah. And when Stan was in the runnings, I was like, oh, yeah. obsessed with that video. Yeah. So good. Uh, try, try, try. This Smashing Pumpkin song has. Mm-hmm. It's like a heroin. 
story and it's like yeah. a heroin music video and i remember thinking that was like the greatest piece of art i'd ever seen yeah at the time i was like this is it <laughs> i honestly think the video for 1979 might be my favorite music Great. video yeah. it's it's so good we listen to that let's now? go ahead and yeah. listen to it because i think i originally had it on my playlist but i took it off because i had i wanted to like Sick just fuck. like spread out the albums a little bit more i think i had like two from i had four from oh, I have it on and two from, unless you uh, took it off oh yeah no that it's supposed to be okay. like, I don't know. let's hear a little of uh, 1979 Says the love below. Ah, years before. Damn. Speaker box. Um, <laughs> it was just left foot. Stole it from. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, fuck. I mean, that's just such a good song. It's just the a, most satisfying melody to start off like those chords. It's, it's so good. I. This is uh, this is true. I saw the movie Clerks two in theaters. <laughs> I left the theater and uh, within a week I bought a guitar because I wanted to learn how to play uh, how to play that song. Yeah. Wow. And so I learned half of it. <laughs> I was a busy man. I think part of the reason why I like Smashing Pumpkins so much is like I think my first exposure to them was through my guitar teacher when I was in middle school. Yeah, because there's a lot of songs by Smashing Pumpkins that are pretty easy, like for a kid to learn yeah. on guitar. And like Zero is on the playlist. I think that was one of the first ones I learned. That mm-hmm. was like using the harmonics. Oh and shit. yeah, it was like really cool. But yeah, this one for sure. Such a great song. And yeah, the video with him and like he's like in a cab and he's mm-hmm. like remembering and yeah, the kids like destroying that. Uh, convenience store or whatever. so yeah. it's so good that's a it's a top 10 song all time for me I it's way up there it. yeah it's a um, mood it reminds me of like it's it's a full <laughs> it's a mood <laughs> it's a yes uh, <laughs> sure it does it reminds me of like driving home from my friend's house yeah. of, like in like the middle of the night you know oh, for totally. sure. like, just yeah. drunk yeah <laughs> <laughs> running over mailbox implicating and i drive into a convenience store and smash it all up so it's like that, that man <laughs> that homeless man <laughs> Oh, I just watched. I know what you did last summer. Oh, for the first time face, really, it's inc- it's an incredible bad movie. <laughs> a- um, Corgan chose 1979 for the title because it rhymed with many of the words he wanted Ugh. to use for the lyrics. That's that a bummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's just shake down 1979. There's yeah. cool kids never have the time. <laughs> no reason. But it, like it could, he could have just been like, yeah, it makes sense because he was 12 in 1979. Of yeah, because yeah. I think he was born in 67. Is what I read earlier. It makes poor. Why? Why tell people that? That's when he bought a six string. <laughs> <laughs> I bought my first real six string. Is what he says, I believe. Which is, what about the other ones? <laughs> what they? I bought a bunch of fake six strings. <laughs> Sold them on the sidewalk. Yeah, <laughs> it was spaghetti <laughs> noodles. I the sold tr- them to a sad blind kid. <laughs> Who was that? Who uh, on Comedy Central like had a half hour or a premium blend back That's in the me. day? Oh, it's tonight. <laughs> it was shameless plug, right? In the but uh, they no, had shameless was Louis C.K. <laughs> Boy, you're making me chewed up. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. But uh, that's uh, someone had a bit about 
they do an impression of like Billy Corgan looking for his keys. Mm-hmm. It's pretty Shout out to you if you're the comic <laughs> listener to this. I don't know. Hey, who you reveal are. yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Where are my keys? They're right here in my hands. <laughs> Very good. Oh, man. It sucks that we can't. I wish I could do a bit like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to chew up some time. Right? <laughs> All right, this is Ariana Grande looking for her Uber. <laughs> <laughs> this is Shaggy in a Me Too scandal. <laughs> it was a me. So, oh, shit. That's it was good. a Me Too. Saw me raping on the counter. Oh, no. Oh, boy. We I'm just canceled just for thinking that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the material. Uh,. So there was another thing I found on here. Was, was it that? That one kind of sucks. We should talk about the album title Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness, which I thought was yeah. very so cool. Have you guys heard time. this about Billy Corgan? I, I, it wasn't the first album. Off. It was like the third, third album they put out. But I, the legend I heard about Billy Corgan was that when he was like a kid working in a hardware store or something, he would tell the customers, like, one day I'm going to make an album. It's called Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness, and it's going to be great. <laughs> oh the guy was like, get the fuck out of my store, you little <laughs> this tall dude. fucking shortstop out of, the, out of my face. <laughs> Look, I appreciate your game. <laughs> my kid plays ball with you. I hate You're this big, strong 11-year-old. <laughs> I hate his music. Yeah, I, I liked the title when I, I was like, oh, that's so... I thought it was cool, for sure. Yeah, and also, when it. you're... Like, I think I was probably 17 or 18 when I started to get into them, and I was, like, in an emo phase. Yeah. Like, I was really into Fall Out Boy, and, like, I, you know, I was in the middle of, like, and, like, Bands Biggie's with long Suicide titles shit. Yeah, their, exactly, yeah. yes. Panic but, of the Disco songs with long titles. <laughs> for like sure. That. Yeah. Melancholy fits right in. Uh, I, the most embarrassing story I can tell is <laughs> when I was a young, aspiring child actor. I went to get headshots yeah. as a boy mm-hmm. in a random man's apartment in Chicago. Oh, boy. And he said I could play any CD I wanted, and I played Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness while this grown man took pictures <laughs> of me as, like, a 12-year-old. <laughs> Just Billy Corgan <laughs> singing in the background. You, you had great taste, but what a weird moment. <laughs> it is like, it's such a vivid memory for me. I'm just like... Is that what got you booked on that uh, that uh, um, uh, Cedar Point commercial? Yep. <laughs> yeah, they could tell I, I think... needed something... Good. <laughs> That's that point. Better put him on a roller coaster quick. He's gonna do something drastic. That is so fucked up uh, that I'm certain it's an image I'm going to see right before I die. <laughs> <laughs> so it's one of those things that flashes in the <laughs> ring video. It's Tommy getting his picture taken in like grainy black and white. Um, really quickly, I found I found what I was looking for. This was uh, the last song written for Melancholy, 1979. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Corgan told the producer that he thought it had a lot of potential, so the producer gave Corgan 24 hours to make it work, or else it wouldn't be on the album. (laughs) 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 Oh, yeah, that was it. Tick, tick, tick is uh, 60 minutes. He's just choking James E. (laughs) Hobb. Uh yeah he re- he went home and recorded the l- or he wrote the lyrics that night apparently wow yeah. uh, this just came into my head but there's a, a vi- I don't even remember how I saw this but there's a video of Ben Queller talking about how he m- how much he likes the Smashing Pumpkins and I don't know why it stuck in my head forever he just goes the drums Chamberlain man oh god <laughs> that's what a lot of people said about, I think people in the Facebook thread said like Chamberlain is like one of the best well, he's incredible rock drummers yeah. ever and mm-hmm. I, 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 to be honest I never really noticed that on any of the tracks but I guess. That's part of like why it's so good, like the subtlety of the. Well, if you listen to Gish, their first album, mm-hmm. it's like a very drum heavy album. Yeah, and Gish it's is like, great. Um, let's listen to some more music here. There's nothing off of that album, right? Gish now. probably has some horrible sexual meaning. Yeah, Let's hear zero. Still back. <laughs> and it was so cool he got sucks. that in there. Yeah. <laughs> he was ahead of the curve. <laughs> Watch Apple sue me for that playing on the show. Wanna go for a ride? 
We got to make sure we get to the emptiness is loneliness part. Oh yeah. I don't get how you couldn't like his voice. <laughs> 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 And God is empty, just like me. There's your AIM away message, folks. <laughs> no 13-year-old right could think of anything cooler. No than Catholic that. school boy could <laughs> be more daring than to put that <laughs> online. But Tom, when your phone rang, it reminds me uh, in the Chappelle special, they do a fake iPhone ringtone. Oh, they do. That yeah. was fake. Yeah, well, there's no way it could be real because he has those yonder bags. Right, his fucking show. And I didn't think of that. Well, I think yeah. that the whole. I think the whole thing is staged. But also, if you listen to the the ringtone that they play, it's not that. Oh, is that it right? Sounds different. And also, if you look closely, it's Neil Brennan holding the phone. <laughs> <laughs> He's still in that role for him. But there's only one mic. It couldn't be Neil. <laughs> Uh, love, you, love you, Neil. <laughs> be great if that's how they caught him for a murder. Well, there are three mics. In the <laughs> My God, this is one of. And one if I know a guy who can murder with three mics, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, this is one of the most poignant murders I've ever seen. <laughs> we got way off track. <laughs> yes, um, that was uh, that was zero. What a song. I love that, that song. That was great. Still slaps. That bangs. Yeah. It kind of blurs together with uh, Bullet with Butterfly Wings a little bit. They're kind of in the same. That's on here, too. Let's, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and listen to it. Both great. There's a vampire. In the video, Corgan still has hair. However, when it was released, he had cut all of his hair off. Ever since, Billy has been bald. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> that, that makes it that makes it sound like it was a choice, and I think he saw the writing on the wall. <laughs> well, that's what it must have been. Yeah, that, it has to I, be. I, I, like, yeah, it's he's like been he... bald ever since. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't Caillou, you know, but. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great song. Damn, you picked bangers here. Still cool, and yeah. that's a great drum song. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. I if, think uh, he. I don't know if it was true of this album, but at least on Gish, he recorded all the guitar and bass parts himself, mm. which is pretty wild. That is pretty wild. It's too bad we couldn't get our rats in a cage at the whole place. <laughs> but so we live in there. They certainly had raid. <laughs> Um, as lame as like some Billy Corgan stuff is, I still think that's cool. No, it <laughs> is. Know? Yeah, no. I mean, that's the thing that makes this and why people are like, "Why could you talk about it?" The, a lot of the old music is great. Yeah. It's just yeah. that the newer. I watched his Instagram today, and a lot of it's just, it's so corny. The new music. You know what's so funny about him is that he like a lot of his like when you see him in interviews and stuff, he's talking about how bad social media is and everything. But his two interests are wrestling and cats. <laughs> And that's all anyone fucking talks about. Yeah, that's the most social media shit of all time. <laughs> you got Twitter for the cats. Yeah. And Instagram, I guess. And Facebook he also like wrestling. threatened Courtney Love on Twitter. So he's a reply guy yes. on top of that. Like he's extremely. Yeah, he online. accused her of uh, like stealing all of it. Like he, or that he wrote all of her music. Oh, or he whatever. wrote that whole album. And he was like, this. yeah, yeah. And she <laughs> said that was. Did, not did true. he really claim that? That's yeah. fucking yes. Crazy. And he also said like she was living off of Kurt Cobain's money and Damn. like lost her kid and it was her fault. 
oh shit he went deep and he was also using the letter u instead of the word u in all you the tweets you think he usher <laughs> 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 yeah that was and then he got in a he got in a feud with anderson cooper that was a big one because yes yeah and why did he do oh because uh cooper made fun of cooper him. made fun of him for being because he was famously on like a cover of like paws magazine like a like a cat magazine uh, and cooper made fun of him but then he was like you're a globalist chill <laughs> and like oh had no sense of humor about it <laughs> uh, cats are cool see. he also he has a he has a cafe in highland park in illinois one of the suburbs and i remember getting an e uh, an email once i was on their email list because i was like obsessed with the fact that billy corgan had this like like cafe and like mm-hmm. a tea place and they had to, they were having a Christmas party, and Billy Corgan was going to be the DJ for the Christmas party, and it <laughs> said with DJ Santa Billy. <laughs> so the amount of effort put in. Santa Billy. <laughs> um, that is uh, that is great. I just found that the thing with that you were saying about um, him saying you saw somebody who transformed was that on Stern? Yeah. Okay, that's right. Because somebody wrote like he claimed. On Reddit, somebody was talking about that he said he saw lizard people, but I guess that's what well, he was talking about. Well, they acknowledged it. <laughs> <laughs> they stuck their tongue out for a second. <laughs> um, let's see here. This was on a thread that was kind of popular about why people hate Billy Corgan. And uh, yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> he's one of the reasons was he's publicly blamed his own fans to their faces in person for not supporting him in his solo projects more. Which is such mm. a bad look. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> have you seen him live? Have you seen Smashing Pumpkins? Not seen, no, I've, I haven't seen a lot of live concerts, to be honest. But I uh, have not seen Smashing Pumpkins live. But I did hear that... Uh, what well, service was, is a 6'7 man? <laughs> You're helping right, us a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so many people would hate me. But uh, he was like bringing hecklers on stage, I think. In so one of the shows tours. I went to, uh, I've seen Smashing Pumpkins twice. One time, one of the worst shows I've ever seen. One time, mm. one of the best shows I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. The one that was the worst was in Boston. It was around 2010, maybe. It was one of their like earlier comeback tours. And he brought out a guy dressed as Manny Ramirez in a Dodgers jersey right after Manny Ramirez left the Red Sox for the Dodgers to just heckle the crowd. And it just ruined the entire night. Like, it <laughs> just, like one guy on stage to heckle the crowd? To like roast everyone, like just roast Boston and like Red Sox fans. And then if there's one thing ugh. Boston needs, it's a reason to get pissed off. At <laughs> <laughs> a black person. And, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was, I just remember it being such a bad vibe. And like the set was really bad. And they put all the popular songs in a medley and just rushed Oh, them. I hate that. Like, every song you wanted to hear, they just put in a medley. Like, I would rather not hear off. it yeah, than yeah. hear the medley. That's really like the a medley. fuck you. Yeah, it, it, it sucks. Like, totally and then i saw brutal uh maybe two or three years ago at the beacon and it was one of the best shows i've ever seen really an incredible uh liz fair opened i wouldn't think they would be in that order i would think Uh, like you'd see the better one earlier and it was right after david bowie died and he played space oddity solo acoustic and it was awesome yeah wow just hates boston (laughs) i guess apparently i I respect the hell out of that (laughs) as a yankee fan that's very cool he's like okay you're gonna listen to my jazz fusion album right now (laughs) nothing you could do about it i'll never get over blinking with fists. <laughs> <laughs> he has an album. One of the later albums is called uh, "Monuments of an Elegy," mm-hmm. which is nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> There's always those people who are like, "Well, if you actually listen to those that 2014 special book, now it's, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Uh, if you listen to it in the Fibonacci sequence, <laughs> it all sends a message." <laughs> Fibonacci's my favorite clown. <laughs> but doctor, listen to the first song twice, then the second one, then the third one. Uh, let's go to Facebook. We kind of have to wrap up kind of soon. Do you um, want to play some songs under? Or? Yeah, let's play some songs under the Facebook. Um, under the Facebook. <laughs> let's hear uh, Share of Rock. Hell yeah. I'll start it. One of my faves. They're all, these, all six. Yeah, you picked all these, (laughs) Oh, I like this one. I love that guitar part. Yeah, that's great. So, 
uh, friend of the show and former guest, right? Bobby Condon. He's oh, yeah, he did Randy Newman. Yes. He said he loves any guy who sings the N-word. <laughs> <laughs> I remember him saying that. He wrote, in high school, I got to break the news that they broke up to Rachel Potter, who was their biggest fan, and I took a real perverse pleasure in it that I still feel weird about. It says more about him than the band. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy McNamara writes, <laughs> Bobby's broke-ass family couldn't afford Harry Potter, so he had to read Rachel Potter. And that did not get a lot of likes. <laughs> I didn't see it. Uh, they got two likes. That's pretty good for no, the thread. My other comic got 23 likes. <laughs> oh, it did? Yeah. I didn't see the other one. Uh, I'll find it. Anyway, oh yeah, here it is. Despite all my rage, I'm still reading Tom's Facebook page. That's good. Well, here's the reason. That was you commenting and not replying to Bobby. This is the problem. Bobby is a like hole, a like vacuum (laughs) of sorts. Uh, Alex Price writes, 1979 is one of the best songs of the 90s. Tommy McNamara writes. Let me me clarify this one. He edited his based on my roast. Oh, I hate that. So he wrote... What 19- a shitty move. Oh, Alex, come on, man. He wrote 1979 is one of the best songs of the decade. <laughs> and I wrote, <laughs> did you not realize it's not the 90s? Now I understand. And then he edited it to Because I was confused. I thought you were like referencing a song or something. Nope. This is the problem. <laughs> Alex, you got to let you yourself wear be right. You got to wear it. You got to hold that yep. L, as the kids say. Hold it. Lift it up. <laughs> Get some muscle from the holding that L. Yeah. Um, let's see. Greg Ormy writes, everything up to a door is perfect, but Billy Corgan is a loon. Yep. Uh, let's see. We got Bobby's ass. Pretty good. Um, yeah, that one's stupid. Let Did anyone mention Billy Corgan's, like, dating resume? Tila Tequila. Tequila. Yeah, Tila Tequila is pretty crazy. You think he's the one who changed her? Because she was already a flat earther, There was an article about it. I think flat earth came later. She was doing all the Nazi stuff years so before. So she get, so that was when she got smart again. <laughs> yeah, when she crush saw would the truth. be uh, crush would be too innocent of a word for what I <laughs> I had about Tila. I wasn't obsessed with Tila Tequila. There, for we a all years. we all had our Tila oh, Tequila. Yes. That sex tape came out. Oh, she was like, yeah. we didn't know that she was four foot seven. And we were all like, she's the highest. <laughs> I, like, I liked it more when I found out she was four foot seven. <laughs> he like, dated Jessica tall. Simpson. <laughs> yes, Billy Corgan. That is nuts. Wait, what? Yes. Oh yeah, she went from Romo <laughs> to Corgan. I don't know I if think, that's the order. Corgan hit it first. Corgan yeah. Derageator. did it first. <laughs> that has to be the Sorry. weirdest pair of Eskimo, <laughs> Eskimo brothers that exists. <laughs> Tony Romo might have been friends. <laughs> <laughs> and here Margie over which one she gave head to first. Oh, shit. <laughs> Double song. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Joe Kilgallen writes, Siamese Dream is near perfect and Corgan, an underrated songwriter. Chicago man. Um, Graham That's Fahey true. Replied. I mean, it is the problem with him kind of becoming a punchline later is that yeah. these songs are so good. Oh, yeah. And they all hold sure. up. You could never live up to like this, you know, discography right. in your early career. That's the problem with the 90s people who didn't die. He's like a comedian. Kurt Cobain would be like on The Voice now. <laughs> Dude, I think about that shit all the time. Yeah. I really do think that Hendrix Cobain would have taken hell. a bad turn. Yeah, everybody will. Like, if you're they in the public eye that long, something happened. Biggie would have had a lame album or something. For okay. sure. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's hear uh, Drown. Um, so smooth. That bass line's beautiful. John Wilkins writes, Billy's face keeps getting weirder at an incredible rate. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Whatever, like, chord shape and uh, uh, effects they're putting on the guitar, like that, it just, it really nails, like, a very, it just 
strikes a nerve. I was thinking yeah. about this because I was listening with uh, I was listening to uh, some Big Thief song recently yes. that really had the same effect for Thief. me. It was like Shark Smile. Yes, this is very Shark Smile. Yes, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it. Shark Smile rules. You by really the way. feel it. It's like that's maybe the best Big tingly. Thief song. If you've never listened to Big Thief and are intrigued, so. they just put out a great album. Um, Jake Waters writes their later stuff is better than people give it credit for. Oceana is a good album. Sorry for making fun of you. <laughs> sorry, Jacob. Uh, Zachary Boyce writes that Dooms that song Doomsday Clock they did for the first Transformers was lit at AF. Also, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness was the soundtrack to my first real heartbreak. I think a lot of us have that. Uh, yeah. Wait, can I just say I just figured it out. He saw Transformers and thought it was a shapeshifter. <laughs> that solves Wait, the Wait, you were just a car. <laughs> Look, I met this dude, Bumblebee, and <laughs> I said, something's up about this guy. I don't know. But yeah, Melancholy is definitely the soundtrack to your first real heartbreak or just being a lonely boy in your I room. think being a lonely yeah. boy. I was being a little incel when you're... That's what it was like, yeah. Or whatever. Th- these were some Every of my sad time. boy anthems that uh, he was cranking out back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, I mean, disarm. I used to be a little boy. Yeah. Hell yeah. Where are we all? Uh, Alex Fusella writes, My college band played Cherub Rock and I insisted on playing harmonica and honestly, it sounded rad. Well, that sounds like a brag there, Alex. Agree to disagree <laughs> <laughs> without hearing it. <laughs> that's going to be in the ear of the beholder. <laughs> Sorry, Fuselli, you got roasted. Um, Andrew Durso, very funny man. Durso, dog. Love Durso. I've been seeing a bunch of his stuff lately. He's super funny. His Twitter is fucking great. Follow Andrew Durso. Future on guest? Ooh, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you banned. <laughs> you burned. You banned. Stand by because you're banned. <laughs> uh, no, we could uh, we could have the man on. Um, Andrew Durso, Billy Corgan kind of embodies the '92 music ethos, where it's like anyone can be a rock star. People like Axl Rose are so corny, and now Billy Corgan's going on Infowars and shit, and it's like, hey, maybe we were too hard on Axl Rose. <laughs> uh, That's what bad. I was thinking before. I was trying to think about who hates Smashing Pumpkins, and it's just people who hate the whole grunge scene, like yeah. the hair metal fans, the like 50-year-old guys at your gym who wear you know, denim. And it's sure. also so earnest that like you could see how fans of like pavement would hate it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it's yeah. very hard on your sleeve. I, Yeah, I like yeah. pavement a lot, too, but yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, Noah Savage writes, according to Anthony Kiedis' uh, book, uh, Scar Tissue, Billy Corgan is an excellent basketball player and started training a bunch of three-pointers when they were shooting around before a stadium show or festival they were both on. I'm surprised he didn't add that to the Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> but still could drain threes all day. Um, there was hey, one if the Warriors one. need a point guard, now the no, stuff's hurt. And they do. Noah Savage truly knows every basketball stat. <laughs> I gotta Down say, to I, I'm sure I've talked about this. I'm sure I talked about it on the Chili Peppers episode, but that scar tissue book is full of good shit. Yeah, I never read it. I I've heard it's it. like harrowing. It's like, it's great. I want to read it again because I read it when I was like 19, so yeah. I could be. T- and I was a super Red Hot Chili Peppers fan, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I might have read it kind of like as a dumbass. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it's got four paragraphs. It's like flick a bling a bling a bling a bling. Just nonsense. This chapter's like, called oh, California. Yeah. <laughs> California. No, he for sure. I'm sure there is a chapter called California. California. <laughs> That's a chapter. Uh, Dean Mazzello uh, <laughs> writes, I played high school football. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I re- That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I think he might have uh, CTE. <laughs> he comments that on every band. Uh, the rest of the comments, and they got to stop giving out the participation <laughs> trophies. I forgot what I was talking about. Um I played high school football. I recall a hilarious moment the week of Halloween. Ooh, spooky. Uh, while, we stretch, while we were stretching for practice one evening, two seniors were overheard discussing smashing pumpkins. The head coach heard this and shouted, If I hear about any of you smashing pumpkins this week, you, you won't be suiting up for Friday. No smashing pumpkins. If I hear any of you playing sound in my garden, I swear to God. Get that radio out of your head and get in the game. But coach, I'm the quarterback. I need it. To t- <laughs> oh shit, that's great. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I think that's probably all the. Uh, I think that's probably enough Facebook, and I think that that is the end of did our. Did we playlist, get every, every sign in the playlist? I believe we did. Let me double check here. 
Uh, Bullet with a Butterfly, Sherbrock, 79. I shortened it. Uh, <laughs> save time. Zero, Perfect, and Drown. Yeah, that's all Perfect. of them. Wow. The McDade six Great pack. playlist. <laughs> Coming up at the top of the hour. Uh, uh, it's, uh, what a playlist. I had a great time with this one. JP, Last final thoughts. final thoughts. Before you get uninter- you. uninterrupted time. We will not say any riffs. Say whatever you want. No, that's too much power to give me. I'm just going to bow out gracefully. No one man should have all this power. <laughs> I'm just You're the old Kanye. Just riff. <laughs> All right, do the uh, Bernie Mac Sanders. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck, I was gonna. I almost started the show with that. Oh, uh, just just bust in. It is the. I I did realize that the best way to start any comedy set is just going. I ain't scared of you, motherfuckers. It's so good. I'm gonna yeah, tell you straight up. off the motherfucking press. Look at JP's Twitter. It's so funny. Yes, JP's yeah. hilarious. Thank you, thank you. Uh, one of the few roast battlers that I think is great. <laughs> uh, no, he's uh, super funny and a great stand-up. And uh, check yeah, check out his Instagram. Check out you're on YouTube and stuff too. Right, yeah, like you, you put all that show. His YouTube is uh, very good. Um, Tommy, what do you got? Uh, used to be a little boy. I used sure. to be a little boy. Uh, so for this playlist, I six, uh, six out of six. Smash Muggins are one of my favorite bands yeah. of all time, and I like making fun of Billy Corgan, but they'll always be one of my favorite bands of all time. And uh, it would have been very hard for you to make a playlist that wasn't a six out of six. Yeah, for honest. sure. Same here. I mean, it's like this was uh, what we may do in the future. I think if we do, we I think we could do another Smashing Pumpkins episode of all post Adore uh, albums. And there's yeah. some great songs on Machina. Um, I think I'd like to see a playlist like yeah. that to see if it, that whole if because this the that dude said Oceana holds up. I want to see if that shit does. This was fun because it's it's fun to talk about Corgan and he's a true Looney Tune. But the music is undeniable. It's yeah. so good, and I had a great time listening to it. Six out of six, baby. Hell yeah. Uh, thanks so much for coming on, buddy. Thank you for uh, having is me. there anything else you want to promote besides the, the video? Just follow me on the, the tweets, at uh, JP underscore McDade. I love you very much. You're the best. All right. I will be at the Punchline in Atlanta this weekend. Oh, Yeah, with Joe Zimmerman. That's so um, fun. Yeah. Thursday to Sunday. Uh, Hell yeah. Six shows. So, yeah, come out to one of those. That's fun. so my sick. My first time ever in the city of Atlanta. Oh, my God. Yeah. You got to go uh, well, have first some food while you're there. <laughs> oh, really? You're going to want to eat, Tommy. <laughs> you have this problem. <laughs> you go on the road. <laughs> no, there's a place that's slipping. I think it's called Homegrown. There's a great yeah. spot over Been there. Losing weight for a role. A feature act. <laughs> <laughs> I've been losing weight for a roll. I just really want to eat a roll. <laughs> and there's so many calories in them. Uh, yeah, check out Tommy there. And again, come to the live show. Um, we're going to do another one in New York soon, too. But yeah, Chicago, the day before Thanksgiving. Bloomington, the day after Thanksgiving and the day after that, the weekend. Just uh, We're going to be Thanksgiving boys. You know, skip the turkey. We're thanking. <laughs> yeah, be thankful for us uh well i think we're gonna be in cincinnati too we're looking for dates right now um but check out my half tom hour and tom it should be up dates it's <laughs> my favorite movie tom and tommy need podcast dates <laughs> uh yeah check out uh the half hour it's up by now and you know it went great yeah. uh, and uh, i'm proud of it so show it so to people. good yeah let me do be a second second my man it's very very Thank good you, buddy. check it out uh yeah, so check that out, and then uh, I'll be at the Velveeta Room in Austin, Texas, the first weekend of December, and I'll be in San Francisco coming up soon at the Punchline there, and uh, oh, Go Bananas in Cincinnati coming up too. Uh, that one's a few months away. Uh, ch- just check out uh, the website, TomTicar.com, and uh, guys, thanks for listening. Keep it crispy. Check out the Patreon. <laughs> Bye.